Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-use styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really want to go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only gonna be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armwire today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and before we get started, let me be clear. This podcast isn't just about minimalism. It's a podcast about living fully. Over the past few years, I've learned that living with a little less in our homes and on our calendars leads to less cluttering up our minds, which simply helps give us the space to give our time and thoughts to the things that actually matter. So what do we talk about on here? We talk about minimalism and decluttering and how to get there, yes. But we also have conversations about pursuing intentionality in the things that matter, like our motherhood, faith, relationships, work, and mindset. Minimalish is a podcast for the women committed to contentment and loving the life in front of them, committed to living with a little less so they can create space for the things that matter most. What it's not about, how many spoons you should have, or any kind of rules or legalistic minimalism that promises you'll be happier if you just get rid of more stuff. Getting rid of stuff isn't what will make you happy. It's about the life you live with the new space you find. If that sounds good to you, grab a mug of whatever you like and stick around. I'm so grateful you're here. Hey friend, welcome back to Minimalish. This is episode 71 and I'm going to be talking to you 
one-on-one today, solo episode. I do this about once a month and I just love to get to share something that is on my heart and that I've been thinking about with you all, something that I've learned recently. And I hope that you are able to gain encouragement from this and you're able to take away something that helps you in your life. And we're just going to dig into this. But before we do that, I just briefly want to say that if you are loving the show, would you take a second and write a review or give it a rating? Hit those five stars if you're really loving it. That just helps the show get seen by more eyes within Apple Podcasts and all the other places where you might be listening to a podcast right now. That helps invite other women into this beautiful community, and I'm so grateful for you for doing that. All right, let's dig in to today's topic. So today we're going to talk about contentment. I've been feeling discontent lately. I've been feeling it. I, it started by this discontent feeling with my house and I was just feeling like the space is so enclosed. We don't have high ceilings. We don't have big windows. And it was feeling like, man, there's like no natural light in this house. And my house isn't extremely small. It's not a tiny house or anything, but it starts to feel really enclosed whenever I'm here all day with a toddler and it's cold outside and we do get outside for a little bit, but not long. I can work on gratitude and contentment and I try to do that most days, but some days I am just feeling it. Have you ever felt that way? So that's what I wanted to talk to you about today because recently within the past two months, I have started implementing this thing that I call happy home hour. So it's kind of like a happy hour, but for your house, sort of. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's what I call it. And this actually has helped me become more content, not just with my home, which I was feeling discontent with, but with everything across the board. It seems that when our homes are less cluttered, when our spaces are less cluttered, it just lifts the clutter, it lifts the cloud off of our heads, and it often can make us feel more content, definitely with our homes, but but also with just everything else around us. Because in that process, we are shifting our mindset to letting go of stuff and we are clearing the space, clearing some space out. And when we do that, at least for me, space gives me such peace and peace kind of can breed joy and joy can breed contentment. So that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about that happy home hour, how to have one. And it's kind of a maintenance decluttering thing. But if you are not at that point to be just maintenance decluttering, if you are more so working through decluttering your home, I'm going to apply this to you as well. But before we get there, I want to talk about contentment. Because where this all stemmed from for me was a feeling of discontentment. I want to talk about discontentment in general, and I want to talk about some ways that we can combat that in our lives. So the first thing that I want to do is I want you to think about why you'd be feeling discontentment right now. Why is it? If you're feeling discontent with an area of your life, what is it that's making you feel discontent? I know that there was a time uh, back in the fall when I was starting to feel really discontent as a stay-at-home mom. So I thought through why I was feeling that. And I realized that some of it was comparison. Some of it was because it was just a new routine for us again, because my husband is a teacher. He had just gone back to school. So we were getting used to it. These days, when I've been feeling discontent, I realized that a lot of it was my house. We had gotten a little bit cluttery around here and not to the point nearly that we were at before, but it was just at the point after Christmas 
We hadn't really done any maintenance decluttering and we were in need of it. I had also gotten off track with homemaking and I talked about this a little bit if you're following along on Instagram. I talked about how my relationship with homemaking for the past few months has not been great. Taken on a lot of work lately and my work has gotten more demanding on my time and I just was feeling resentful of the fact that my house needed my attention too. So my home was kind of a wreck without all the clutter of stuff that we used to have, but still messy because mess still happens. So I needed to take action on that route. And that's when I started to come up with this happy home hour, (laughs) which I'm going to talk about in the second half of this episode. But I just want to talk about some roots of discontentment that, that I just talked about here in my story and that you might be feeling as well, no matter what you're feeling discontentment in. Some of those roots look like comparison. Some of them might look like general boredom with what you're doing or like an apathy going through the motions. Maybe if you go to the same job every single day, it's a desk job, nine to five, maybe you're feeling that. Maybe your life feels out of balance in some way and you're not focused on something that matters to you. I realized for me, that was a huge part of it. I care about my home. I care about having a tidy home. It doesn't have to be perfect, that's for sure, but I care about that. And that was out of balance. I was spending way more time on my work than I was on my home. And while there are seasons for that, I was starting to feel like that season was coming to an end for me and I needed to seek balance a little bit in my own life. And the great thing is that we can take action on most of those roots. I like to think that one of the biggest ways that we can work towards contentment is gratitude. So that is the first way that we can take action on whatever it is that is breeding discontentment in us, whatever it is that's making us look around and see what other people are doing and think that they've got it better than us and we don't have it so great, we can get grateful. So start a gratitude practice. If you're not already doing it, it takes just a few minutes. Start your day with it. Get up and write down three things you're grateful for while your coffee is brewing. I don't know what your mornings look like, but if you can find just five minutes to really reflect on what you're grateful for, this is the first step, I believe, in getting closer to being content with what we have. My second point for pursuing contentment is prayer or seeking counsel of others or just getting outside of yourself, getting outside of your own head. And for me, it's leaning on getting outside of myself and leaning on God's strength. So what is that for you? What is outside of yourself? Because I don't think that we can just get in touch with ourselves enough to become content. I think often when we stay inside our own heads, (laughs) we feel discontent. So for me, this is the... Other than gratitude, this is a huge way and feel like supernaturally prayer works to change me and change my perspective. You don't have to believe that. You can do this in a different way. Maybe it's through meditation or whatever works for you, but I just wanted to put this in here because without it, I'd be lying and saying that I just seek contentment simply through gratitude and changing my routine and all of the other things I'm about to say. So with that said, number three, is to change the routine. So if you are feeling discontent, maybe you just need a change in routine, especially if there is that feeling of boredom or apathy towards what you're doing right now, that going through the motions. 
what can you do to change the routine? And maybe there's not much flexibility, but you can change something small. Maybe it's the fact that you can make yourself a cup of tea in the afternoons at your job, and that's going to push you through. And that's just one way to kind of bring a little bit more happiness into what you have to do through the afternoon. I know that sounds so silly and simple, but sometimes it's the simple things that can help change our perspective. Maybe while you're making that cup of tea for the afternoon, you go through some gratitude as well. You kind of habit stack that on there that when you're brewing your tea, you think about all the things that you're grateful for from the beginning of the day, maybe for your job, if that's what you're feeling apathetic about. Maybe if it's in motherhood, maybe you make yourself a nap time afternoon tea if you're a stay-at-home mom with toddlers like I am, and you just go through a little gratitude list Think about the good things. Keep your eyes fixed on the good. Think about the good things that happened that morning and move forward with a little bit more positivity in seeing the good. Because when we're seeing the good, we're going to be more content because we're not worried about looking around at everyone else and seeing what they have and we don't, which brings me to my next tip for moving towards contentment and taking action on the root of contentment. If that root has anything to do with comparison, which it often does, get off of social media. So I'm not telling you to delete Instagram off your phone or never go back on social media again, but what do you need to do to get yourself out of that comparison game? Maybe you need to delete Instagram off your phone for a little bit just for the afternoon or just for a few hours or just for the day or just for a week. I don't know, whatever it might need to, whatever you might need to do to reset. I know that I need to do this sometimes and When I am off social media, I can say that my contentment goes up. I feel more content with my actual life because I'm keeping my eyes on my actual life and not looking at what everyone else is doing all day. I don't think it can possibly be healthy for us to constantly be looking at other people's lives and how they're living their lives because I think our natural tendency is to look at that and think, wow, they have it better than us or wow, their life is glamorous in this way, even if we're being as real as possible, it's still, you don't see their whole day. You will not see 24 hours of their day. You will most likely not see the parts where they are at the end of themselves in that day. And so because you might feel at your end of yourself when you're hopping onto social media and scrolling to escape, you're feeling really bad. So get off of social media when you need a break when you need to feel more content just get off of it and for me the simple practice of deleting the app even if i have to delete it a couple times a day if i need to get back on there for something for work that's fine i just delete it again and honestly that kind of reset my habit for social media in general and i don't have to do it as much anymore so i did that for a couple of weeks and it really just helped reset the amount of time that i was on there and when i am on social media a lot i personally feel less content So maybe you can relate to that. My next tip is to reprioritize or just take a look at your priorities and look at your days. Are you living out your priorities? Are you giving time to each of your priorities? Doesn't have to be equal time. It doesn't have to be perfect balance, but are you actually spending time with the things that matter to you and on the things that matter to you? Because maybe 
you are discontent because you are feeling it. You're feeling it in the back of your mind that something isn't getting your attention like you want it to be. And that's okay if that happens. It is going to happen from time to time. So we need to revisit our priorities often. I personally do this every single day while I do gratitude in my Simple Morning List journal, which is something that I created. You can find it on Amazon. You can actually go to simplemorninglist.com to find it. But I also write down my purpose statement every day which is where I write my priorities. I write that my faith and my family, and I write about my work. I have a mission statement for my work. And that's when I kind of realign with what am I here to do today? What matters to me the most? So reprioritize if you are feeling discontent. Just take a look at what actually matters to you. What are you actually spending your time on? How can we reframe that, reprioritize our days? I have some podcast episodes on this, which I will also link in the show notes so that you can hop over to those for a little bit more detail on a process to actually align your priorities with your days. The last tip I have to move towards contentment, to take action on these roots that are keeping us discontent is to make some space. I hope you're enjoying today's episode, but I wanted to take a quick break to tell you about today's sponsor, Making Minimalish Possible. As parents, we want to encourage our children to pursue their dreams and provide opportunities that give them the best chance to succeed. I'm a parent of a toddler, but I personally already think about how I can do this for her and how I can give her opportunities for success. Sometimes for our kids, it might mean optimizing their routine, making it more flexible so they have more time to focus on the things that they love. That's why I want to tell you about our sponsor today, Laurel Springs. I especially love the opportunity that Laurel Springs gives students for a flexible schedule. Traditional public and private schools don't often provide this and many students flourish with more flexibility. I love that Laurel Springs provides that opportunity. So let me tell you a bit more about Laurel Springs. It's an accredited online private school for students in kindergarten through 12th grade. Laurel Springs recognizes that each child is a unique individual with their own personal interests, special talents, unique learning style, and their flexible learning program offers challenging and diverse elective courses. Laurel Springs is accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges and Advanced Ed, which means their transcripts are recognized by colleges and universities worldwide. You can go and register your child at laurelsprings.com minimalish today and receive a waived registration fee for listeners of Minimalish. That's laurelsprings.com minimalish for your waived registration fee. laurelsprings.com minimalish. Okay, let's get back to today's episode. So I told you in the beginning of this episode that I was going to talk about maintenance decluttering because that is what I realized was one of my huge roots of discontentment was just that things were getting cluttery and clutter breeds discontentment. Clutter breeds stress and anxiety, at least for me. I don't know about you, but if you have stumbled your way to this podcast and you are searching minimalism, then you probably feel the same way. What was happening for me is that we have decluttered our entire home and we've gone through different phases of decluttering and we were around Christmas time. We brought some new stuff into our home as most of us probably did. And we didn't declutter after that. We decluttered before Christmas a little bit, but we didn't declutter after. And we brought in more 
to our house than we decluttered before Christmas. So we really needed to do some maintenance decluttering and it was just about that time to maintenance declutter. I think that when we're in maintenance mode with our homes, as in we've already gone through the decluttering, the best thing that we can do is find some sort of system to care for the space that we live in instead of just making a to-do list in our head that we never actually get to, which is what I was doing. So do you ever look at a space and think, I need to declutter that, and then just forget about it and maybe think about it sometime later that month or a month later or a few months later, and you never got to it. First of all, I know that I get angry with myself when I (laughs) keep looking at a space and I keep ignoring it. It just breeds more stress and anxiety into my life. And then I start to think, why can't I get to that? What is wrong with me? I'm not the most organized and tidy person in general, so that's part of it, but I start to feel bad about that. So I have created a system that's been working for me. I did this actually through the past month, I'd say. I started this in the middle of January when I was just feeling so overwhelmed, feeling like, why does our house feel so cluttered even though we don't have a lot of stuff? What is the problem here? I created a maintenance mode system for my house and I'm calling it happy home hour. So the first thing that we have to do before we have a happy home hour is we need to know what it is that we need to get to. So maybe while you're listening to this podcast, maybe after, walk around your home, look around at what it is that needs done. What are the list of projects that are just living in your head? And make a home projects list. Put it on your fridge or keep it in a notebook that you revisit every so often or keep it in your planner. Call it whatever you want to call it. I call it a home projects list. And for me, it's mostly areas to declutter or organize a space in my home that I want to give a little makeover of some sort. So a recent one for me was my had these office bins that were just filled with stuff. It was hidden, but I knew it was there. It was filled with stuff that I needed to make decisions on. I needed to declutter. There was a bin on top of my fridge that was also very cluttered. And my kitchen island had gotten really cluttery as well. Mostly it needed cleaned uh, the because it has open shelving. And then the clothes pile beside my bed. I don't know about you, but I am not great at putting away clean clothes. So it is honestly one of my goals for this year to do that because it's driving me crazy that I cannot get the clean clothes into the closets. So I know that I can do that. I know that it is not a hard task. It needs to just happen. But either way, I developed this list of projects. And then on my list, I also have bigger projects. Like I really want to make our basement playroom a little more aesthetically pleasing so that we actually want to be down there. Because right now it is a playroom in an unfinished basement. And that's about it. Make the home projects list. And then have a happy home hour. Now, this is not happy hour. It is not actually sitting down with your friend and enjoying a drink. It's actually the opposite. It is taking action, but it can include wine or coffee, whatever you prefer at your happy hour. But dedicate one hour, one hour or less even, maybe more if you need it and if you want to spend more time on it, whatever time you have, dedicate that to your home and dedicate it to going through that projects list and that decluttering list of these areas that have been on your mind to get to, but you can't seem to get to them. 
each week have this happy home hour. If you work full-time, maybe this is on your day off and it's just an hour or a little bit less that you are dedicating to tackling this list. If you don't work full-time, you can add this to any day that you have a little bit of margin or you can create a little bit of margin. Yes, you can do this with your kids crawling around or you can do it at nap time or after bedtime if you want less distractions. For me, I've done some of it with my daughter helping me out, which is not really helpful, but good enough. It's at least getting it done. And that's how I decluttered the office bins. And then I also took some of my precious Friday work time where my mom takes Gemma for a couple of hours so I can work on the podcast. I took some of that time to declutter our kitchen and specifically that kitchen island that I was talking about. So do it whenever. It doesn't have to be at the same time every week. It doesn't have to be perfect. But just schedule it in. Once a week, schedule a happy home hour. We are taking care of our house on this day at this time. And if you don't have a home project you need to get to, or if you don't have an area to declutter that week, just use it as time to catch up on folding laundry or putting away laundry or whatever else needs attention that week. If you have nothing at all that needs your attention in your house and your house is perfectly immaculate, you are a champion and you should probably sit down and watch Netflix or read a book, take a break. So it's still a happy home hour. Actually, it's much better. But if that is you, that probably means you dedicated a lot of other happy home hours this week. So take a break. All right, number three, the third part of the happy home hour is to set a timer and to remind yourself that this is not going to take as long as you think it will. Most of these tasks that are on our mind that we keep procrastinating, we have this vision that it's going to be so hard and so annoying and take so long. But when it comes down to it, it takes five minutes and now you have a whole extra 55 minutes to tackle other, other things, or it takes 20 minutes. It just takes less than we think it will. Of course, there's going to be the odd time where it takes longer than you think, but I would say that most likely that's not going to be the case. But set your timer for 40 minutes or an hour or however long you're dedicating and don't stop to check Instagram or get pulled into email or whatever it might be. If your kids are fighting for your attention, that's one thing, but if you can avoid all other distractions, you are going to get done way faster. And on that note, if your kids are fighting for your attention, can you somehow bring them into it? Even if they're going to make a bigger mess in the process, if you can keep working towards your goal, even if they're pushing you a little bit behind, most likely it will still get done in the end. If you need to stop and come back to it towards the end of the day, there's no harm in that either. So that's all. That's all you need for your happy home hour. And these happy home hours have been making me so happy. Okay, that was cheesy and for lack of a better word, but they've been making me more content with my home. And that has been making me more content just in general because I'm in my home a lot. If you're in your home a lot, this is going to make all the difference. Maybe you take this idea and you apply it to something else in your life that you're feeling discontent with somehow. Or maybe you take this idea and you use it to actually go through that first round of decluttering your home because maybe you're not at the maintenance phase, but that's okay because all of this can also help you actually declutter your home. If you only have one hour a week to declutter your home, but you dedicate that full hour to an area of your home, you are going to make good progress. You don't need all the time every single day to do it. I don't love to clean and take care of my home, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to get better at this because I see so much purpose in it. 
I don't want it to take up all of my time. And thanks to minimalism and less stuff, it doesn't have to, but I do want to intentionally give some of my time to it. I think that homemaking and taking care of our homes gets a bad reputation. And whether you work full-time, work part-time, or in your home all day, whatever that looks like for you, someone has to do it. Someone has to take care of the home, right? And maybe you're able to hire out help and more power to you if you are, but either way, it's still going to need our attention daily. We still have to do the dishes daily or do laundry. It's not once a week or once a month help that's going to completely take care of our home. So how can we make this a little bit happier? How can we make it a little bit more purposeful? And how can we become more content with our home simply by prioritizing it and seeing the good in it? Because when we do that, I think we're gonna feel more grateful for it. When we find the space in our homes, we're going to feel more content, more at ease, more joyful in our home. Now, I am not here to tell you that decluttering your home is going to make you happy or solve all your problems. In fact, see last week's episode for the opposite of that, the fact that minimalism doesn't solve all of our problems. But a uncluttered home does give us a little bit less stress and a little bit more of a happy space to live in. So who is with me in scheduling a happy home hour this week and tackling a project on your list? Who is with me in just working towards contentment in whatever area we're feeling discontent in? I hope that you are, and I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was helpful to you in some way. If you want to work on gratitude and revisiting your priorities every day. Don't forget to check out Simple Morning Lists at simplemorninglist.com. I created that specifically because this morning process that takes me 20 minutes or less each day really helps me just see the good in my daily life and get myself focused on what actually matters to me so that I can be living a more intentional day. And since this process was really helping me, I just wanted to give you space to do that and give you direction in doing that as well. So I created this journal and it's got a whole guide in it on how to do the list and why each list matters. And it has weekly essays to kind of point you towards living more intentionally and to challenge you towards living a more joyful life. All right, friend, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week and I will talk to you next week right back here. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.